All right, good evening, everyone. Um, I want to welcome us to a new uh, series of What Feast, uh, which is for the March, uh, mo- uh, the month of March, year 2022. I trust uh, that the previous month was a splendid one. It was a time of a refreshing indeed in God's presence. And I pray that for every one of us, uh, under the sound of my voice, also who has been following these teachings so far, I pray that our life will not remain the same in the name of Jesus. I pray that we will indeed experience a transformation. I pray that indeed we would grow out of whatever stage that we, we are in into a better and a greater stage in the name of Jesus. And I pray that even as we continue to dig deep in God's word, that our life will be transformed to a point that even we ourselves will be amazed in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, because you've answered. In Jesus' mighty name, uh, we have prayed. Amen. Okay, so for this new uh, month of March, I'll be looking at the topic, the life of God. And the anchor scripture for this month is Ephesians chapter 4, verse 18. And I'm going to be reading from verse 17 down to 18, which says, This I say, therefore, and testify in the Lord, that ye henceforth walk not as under as other Gentiles walk, in the vanity of their mind, having the understanding darkened, being alienated from the life of God through the ignorance that is in them because of the blindness of their heart. Okay, I'm going to dwell more on verse 17 for today. Uh, and I trust that the Holy Spirit will bless our hearts. Verse 17 says, This I say therefore, and testify in the Lord, that ye henceforth walk not as other Gentiles walk, in the vanity of their mind. Uh, it's interesting to note here that it is possible for a believer to walk even as unbelievers. It is possible uh, even for a regenerated soul to walk as unregenerated soul. It is possible even for a, an individual who claims to have the life of God to walk as dead men. It is possible because whether a believer or an unbeliever, whether a regenerated soul or an unregenerated soul, what controls or charts the course of, human, of the human life is the mind. As long as the inhabitant of the earth had one language and conceived a particular goal in their mind, even God himself said no one can stop them from achieving that which they set their mind to do. And that tells us the power and role of the mind in achieving a particular goal. If we must see the life of God, at work in our life. We must understand that the mind cannot be neglected. God told told Joshua that thou shalt meditate in the law, in this commandment, in the book of the Lord, day and night. Okay? That thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written there, and then you shall have good success. It takes the mind to meditate. It takes the mind to think. Okay, when you meditate upon something, he says that you may observe. That means everyone's acts, everyone's character, everyone's doings 
or our behaviors or dealings is as a result of their thought or thinking pattern or as a result of the state of their mind. And that's why Paul says in verse 17, uh, Ephesians chapter 4 verse 17, that ye henceforth walk not as other Gentiles walk in the vanity of their mind. Okay? They are walking that way because of the way their mind is conditioned. Okay? Because their mind has been darkened. Okay? Because their mind is covered with darkness, they walk in darkness. Because of the way their mind is conditioned, they are uh, set or conditioned even to walk in that particular way. Therefore, we must understand that a man's life is a product of his mind or thoughts. The life that exudes through you, we must understand that is a reflection of the life at work in your mind. Which was why Romans chapter 12 verse 1 talks about transformation uh, results or is as the resulting effect of the renewal of the mind. The renewal of the mind precedes transformation. You can't have transformation outwardly without the renewal of the mind uh, on the inside. Okay, everyone is a reflection of his mind. Okay, everyone, the result that everyone gets is a result of the result he has set his mind to get. Okay, and that's why the word of God says, as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. Not so he will become. You are a product of... You are a real product of your mind. And that's why the word of God says that we must guard our heart diligently. For out of it comes issues of life. Out of it flows issues of life. What you have today is a function or a product of what you thought yesterday. You cannot have beyond what you can imagine in your mind. You can't truly have a revolution without a mind revolution. No one goes beyond or lives beyond his level of understanding. The Gentiles walked in the vanity of their mind because that is all they could ever think of. All they could ever think of is vanity. Therefore, they walked in the vanity of their mind. We must understand that the primary limiting factor or system of a man's life is not his environment, nor the resources available to him but it's understanding at that particular point in time. Even, even when you do not have it physically, with the power of your mind, which sees beyond the natural, you can call for that which is temporary unavailable. And that was why God told Abraham, that as far as your eyes can see, unto you will I give it. As far as your eyes can see, as far as you can imagine, as far as much as you can conceive, okay? Paul refers to these eyes as the eyes of understanding in Ephesians chapter 1 verse 18. He says that your eyes of understanding be enlightened that he may know what is the hope of his calling. That it be enlightened, the eyes be open, that you may know, that you may know what is the hope of his calling. It takes knowledge, it takes knowledge, and you can't know without the eyes of your understanding being open, being enlightened. Okay, so that is as much as your inner eyes can access, your physical eyes can 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 can, can access, your physical eyes will see. Okay, it's all about understanding. No man can rise above the level of his understanding. Therefore, to lead us out from the bottom 
right up to the mountain top where we would not be eat but rather be a shining light to really be a shining light to really manifest the life of god because the whole uh, creation awaits the, the the manifestation of the sons of god to really manifest that life that zoe the life of god that eternal life that was given to us at at new birth okay the holy ghost was given to us to teach us all things his primary assignment is to launch us into the deep things of God, which engenders us to see the reality of the divine nature. Why? Because uh, until you see it, you can't have it. Until you can see it in your mind. Until your mind has, can handle it, you can't see it. Whatsoever your mind cannot handle, your hand cannot handle. A life that you can't see yourself living in your mind, you cannot live it out. In reality and that's why our mentality matters a lot our mentality matters a lot it matters a lot second Peter chapter 1 verse 4 says whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises that by this ye might be partakers of the divine nature having escaped the corruption corruption that is in the world okay so we must see it in the world to be a partaker of it. You can't partake of something that you can't see. You can't. Okay? You can't. John said that uh, uh, he talks about the, we cannot but speak of the things which our eyes have seen and our hands have handled. They didn't undo it until they saw it. Okay? They had to see it first before they could handle it. You are not permitted to handle what your eyes can't see. Your eyes of understanding. What you can't see, you are not permitted to handle it. I know as children of God, we've been imparted with the life of God at New Birth. I also know that our spirit at New Birth was transformed and renewed because the word of God says in the book of Ezekiel that it shall take out of us the heart of stone, the stony heart, and give us a new heart, a heart of flesh. I'm also not oblivious to the fact that we've been blessed with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places according to Ephesians chapter 1. But it is as far as your eyes can see. It is our understanding that qualifies us for the reality of it. Proverbs chapter 21 verse 16 says, He that wanders from the part of understanding will remain in the congregation of the dead. Salvation is not enough to get you out of the congregation of the dead. And that's why, it's like I said at the beginning, so many believers are living as unbelievers. So many regenerated spirits are living as unregenerated. Why? Because their understanding is unfruitful. He that waters from the path of understanding would remain, even though he has been called out of light and out of darkness into his marvelous light, he will remain in darkness. He will remain in the condition of the dead. That you are saved is not enough to get you out of the mess, the natural man or the, the natural, the flesh, the, 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 the fleshly nature has gotten you into. You must contend for spiritual understanding. Second Timothy chapter 2 verse 15 says, Study to show yourself approved unto God, not unto man, until God approves of you, until he sees you are qualified or capable to handle a blessing, he won't release or pour it to, out onto you. As much as we need the new wine, except we do away with the old wine skin, 
or except we die to self, just like we discussed in the previous month, talking about the crucified life. And I would encourage us, for some of us, for those of us who have not listened to the tapes, the teachings, please go back to listen to it. Because except we die to self, except we do away with the old wine skin, God will not pour half to us a new wine. Because God is not a waster. God doesn't waste resources. God doesn't pour water into baskets. God is not ready to invest in a place that won't bring out profit. Okay? God has invested in you because he believes so much in you. He expects so much profit. He believes so much in you. He knows that you can work with it to get profit, I mean, to, 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 to produce, to bring forth fruit. Okay? God is not a waster. God will not pour out to us a new wine if the old wine skin has not been done away with okay and that's why that verse continues in second timothy verse 15 it says that a workman that needs not to be ashamed rightly dividing the word of truth we must understand that the only way to escape shame the only way to truly represent christ and the kingdom of god is by studying okay is to have the god kind of mentality God expects us to have the mind of Christ. According to 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 16, which says that who hath known the mind of the Lord, that he may instruct him. But he continues and says, but we have the mind of the Lord. We have the mind of Christ. Therefore, because we have the mind of Christ, we can be instructed by him. We can be guided by him. We can walk like him. We can command the same result that he, com that he commanded. Because without his mind, you can't accomplish his feet. Talkless, greater feats. Rightly dividing the word of truth. Not interpreting it according to your own understanding, but allowing the Holy Spirit to reveal the mind of God to us. Not wanting, not uh, saying what the scripture, what you want the scripture to say, not interpreting the scripture your own way, but allowing God to pour into us, listening carefully, acting to the Holy Spirit, accepting what God intends to say to us, accepting what God to say to us, accepting what God uh, wants to say to us. Okay. So briefly, before I, I mean, as I round up, uh, because it takes understanding it takes the mind the, the the engagement of the mind to truly walk in the reality of the divine nature it takes the engagement of the mind god didn't give man the brain or the mind just uh, to lie fallow there but god gave us the mind so we could explore the benefits the blessed there is the, the, there is something called the blessings of the mind and that's why Joshua chapter 1 verse expects us as believers to meditate to engage the mind by thinking by meditating by putting it through rigor of thinking on the word of god okay so as i round up we'll be looking at how to encounter understanding what must i do to encounter understanding what must i do for my mind to be fruitful what must i do for me to see the life of god at work in me number one separate yourself isolate yourself proverbs chapter one i mean chapter 18 verse one says through desire a man having separated himself seeks and intermeddles with all wisdom you can't produce desirable character going with the crowd to be distinct, you must decide to stand out. Don't stand in with them. 
get out of the crowd. Isolate yourself. Get seated with the one who can change you inside out. It's so, it's, it's so amazing that uh, believers, I mean, read all kind of materials, do all kind of, and work with all kind of people except godly materials and um, godly people. Okay? Isolate yourself. Separate yourself. You, seeds germinate after a period of isolation. For a seed to truly bear fruit, it must isolate itself. It must be ready and willing to isolate itself from every other thing. So isolating itself, staying in the ground for a period of time before a new life could burst forth or could come forth. You can't be careless about living and encounter understanding. Understanding doesn't just jump on people. It is a result of consecrated at search for answers. Isolate yourself. You want to encounter understanding? Separate yourself. Lock in yourself. Lock up yourself in the read. Study. Isolate yourself. Stay away from distractions. Shut off the TV. Isolate yourself. Number two, study. Daniel chapter 9 verse 2 says that I, Daniel, understood by books, not by video games, not by movies, not by African magic. You know, it's so, um, so many Christians have taken the salvation of their soul with levels that they don't care about what they even watch. We are so contented, we are so relaxed that anything goes, that we are so cold that even anything scares us out, scares us away. And that's why so many Christians, when they come across any challenge, the next thing that comes to their, that comes to their mind is to call their pastor, to run elder scatter, you know, seeking for a prophet that is not even lost. When God in, in, in his word has said that he has made us kings and priests unto our God, when even in his real fact, in his real sense, at, at salvation, We've been, we've been reconciled back to God. We've been given the opportunity to stand before the throne of grace. Study. Not watch TV. There's nothing wrong with TV, but how much of your time do you give to your self-development? To self-development. Daniel said, I understood by books. Study long enough. Don't be tired of it. The more you dig for knowledge, the more you find, the more understanding you, 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 you have, you get. It's so important to understand that you can't understand what you don't know. To understand, therefore, you must stand on knowledge. Proverbs 15 verse 14. Proverbs 15 verse 14 says, The heart of him that understands seeks knowledge. Take away knowledge from a man, then I will show you a foolish man. A man who isn't studious will end up being stupid. Okay? A man who isn't studious will end up being stupid. Hosea 4 verse 6 says, My people are destroyed, not because there's a devil, but because there's lack of knowledge. And therefore God has rejected them from being priests and even their generations to come. Why? Because they've rejected knowledge. They've re they, God has rejected them to, to even stand before him. Okay, God has disapproved of them because they rejected knowledge. So I want to encourage us this evening. If you are finding it difficult to express the life of God, I know you are born again, but you are still struggling. You are still struggling to live the life of the kingdom. Why not separate yourself? Why not give more time to studying of the word of God? Why not give more time to fellowshipping with God?
And I pray that as we consider these things, as we consider these things that God has revealed to us, has pointed out to us with the help of the Holy Spirit tonight, I pray that we will experience a change, we will experience a transformation in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you once again for tonight. Thank you for your word that you've sent to us. We ask for every one of us that trust in you and are believing and desire a greater work with you. Please, in your mercy, help us to attain that height in the name of Jesus. For as many they are struggling to be disciplined, for as many they are struggling to sit with the word of God, I ask for the grace, the grace to study, the grace to desire, the grace to pant after the waters of the word of God. Please give unto them in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, because you've answered. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. Uh, thank you once again for joining us. Uh, next week, same time, 7 p.m., uh, we'll be having, I uh, will continue with this session. We'll be having another session of what feast, looking at the topic, the life of God. And don't forget the anchor scripture is Ephesians chapter 4, verse 18. You can, uh, during your uh, time or uh, leisure time, you can go back, you study it, ask the Holy Spirit to show you more in the, in the scriptures. And I pray that your life will not remain the same in the name of Jesus. Remain blessed.